I was in a hotel lobby on Monday, and I struck up a conversation with a wonderful lady. She was 81. It was Williamsburg, so she had a beautiful southern accent. We talked about housing and how Rockefeller promoted home ownership, talked about her experience of segregation, and her view on how growing up in a black school was better than a white one because the teachers were more able in her school. We talked about the weather in sunny Florida and how cold and rainy it was in Virginia. Our time ended talking about food. We both agreed that tomatoes have very little taste these days. And she lamented that people just don't take time to do things anymore. We don't need to take time because life is rushed with all of the conveniences we enjoy. We don't have to take time to grow our own fruits and vegetables and can them for winter. We have stoves that instantly heat up rather than the hearths of the past. With our instant conveniences, we've lost time. I read a story about a Celtic woman from hundreds of years ago, how time was spent way back when the hearth was the heart of the home. The start of each day, a woman would rise while her household was still asleep in order to lift the peats of the fire which she had banked down the night before. As the first flicker of flame reappears, she makes an occasion of prayer for herself, for her family, for the world. Back then, the miracle of fire was never taken for granted, not only because of the vital role it played in their lives in bringing light and heat, but also because it reminded them that they too, like the morning fire, need constant renewal. And so she prayed, I will kindle my fire this morning in the presence of the holy angels of heaven, in the presence of Ariel of the loveliest form, in the presence of Uriel of the myriad charms without malice, without jealousy, without envy, without fear, without terror of anyone under the sun but the holy Son of God to shield me without malice, without jealousy, without envy, without fear, without terror of anyone under the sun, but the Holy Son of God to shield me. A morning ritual, waking in cold and dark and going to the hearth, awakening the fire, the wonder that brings heat and light to a house, and praying, stripping away malice and jealousy, stripping away envy, fear, terror. What an honest, humble prayer. There is a sense of dependence on God, the need to rely on Him, Think on how we've lost the time of prayer. Switching on a stove 
zapping something in the microwave doesn't give the ritual prayer that once was practiced. The ritual, of course, a ritual of a Christian woman long ago, a woman who heard the same words we hear today in Scripture. No doubt she heard Jesus' sermon on the mount, blessed are the poor in spirit, those who mourn, those who are meek, those who hunger, the pure in heart, the peacemakers. These are words... These are ways that we've all heard. Are we living them? It is perhaps with a yearning to be blessed that a woman asks to be shielded by the Son of God, shielded from an attitude, shielded from a day of malice, jealousy, envy, and fear, and terror. It is in stripping away these temptations that we all find ourselves closer to the poverty, the poverty of the soul that depends solely on God. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Poverty of the soul is not something we are cursed with. It's something that we aspire to. As you start your day, each day, as a new sun rises and the sky is filled, what is it that you need to be without? What needs to be stripped away? Poverty in spirit, that reliance on God that comes from knowing that all, all is passing. It's a setting of the self solely on the grace and power of God, a reliance on God alone, a way that diminishes pride and raises up humility. How can you become poor? Knowing and experiencing that all you have, not just your treasure, but your time, and your talent, that none of it is yours. It's all so that God can work in you. You are given all so that God can work in you. For holiness to be in our world, in our communities, and here in this place among us, There must be in each of us an earnest seeking to do and be without malice, jealousy, without envy, without fear. Seek to be without those temptations that draw you away from the blessedness that we find in poverty of the Spirit. Can you find time in your day, a stretch of minutes, in your routine to incorporate a ritual of prayer. We have our annual meeting tomorrow and we'll talk about the mission and ministry of the church last year and look to the future. As we do, I ask you to do a little bit more. Yes, search those things, those sins and vices you want to strip away as part of your 
time-filled ritual, but the something more, I want you also to look at the kernel, the spark that sleeps deep within you and needs only to be fanned to flame. In this I have in my mind the Celtic woman so many years ago in the darkness and silence of the morning who tends that smallest kernel of fire only to see it roar in the hearth giving warmth and light and feeding her family. As you take away the prejudices, do you see yourself as particularly merciful? Are you a peacemaker? Through the Beatitudes, Jesus offers the ideal characteristics of the members of a community. And we each of us have our own special characteristics, our own talents, our own passions, that when stripped of malice and jealousy and terror and patience, shines with Christ's light. And in that moment, when that spark is found and shown to the world, we live truly into God's words for each of us, God's beloved. With that kernel, that smallest flicker, when fanned in a Christian community, it roars and consumes all that is evil in this world and transforms it into love. You are God's beloved. You are a blessing. Practice poverty of spirit and fan that flame deep within.